0: Paula Grayson, you've had amazing success. What's your secret?
1: There is no secret, Peter.
0: She forces them into the home,
1: auctions off their house, and uses the proceeds to pay herself. Because caring is my job. I will grab your dick and balls, and I will rip them clean off. hello and welcome to step and repeat a weekly movie and award show podcast by your two neighborhood friendly film buffs i'm andrew i'm matt and each week matt and i roll out the red carpet and step and repeat banner for a feature film of the week and our movie this week is i care a lot whose trailer you just heard at the top of the episode Uh, but before we get into uh, I Care A Lot, uh, we kind of press the pause button a little bit, give us a little time to, uh, check, uh, in with each other, uh, by our very aptly named segment, What Are You Watching?, where we get to talk a little bit about other things other than I Care A Lot. Uh, so, I can't remember who went first last time, um, or if it matters, do you?
0: Uh, no, I was just so engulfed in the name of our uh, segment that I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I all credit goes to you. Uh,
1: it's no, uh, it's no Judas and the black Messiah. as we mentioned last week was like a great title. Also fun fact. Uh, did you know that what the original title for Judas and the black Messiah was?
0: I do not please enlighten.
1: Uh, it was called Jesus is my homeboy.
0: Oh, I can see why they changed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned that uh, because, uh, as it turns out, there's a podcast uh, about Judas and the Black Messiah, like made by Warner Brothers, as uh friend of the pod and listener Corinne pointed out uh, to us. Uh, so I gave it a listen and they were like, yeah, so the original title was Jesus is my homeboy, which um, they didn't like because. Uh, it implied that like William O'Neill and Fred Hampton were friends, like by homeboy, and they're like, yeah, that that's not true. So, <laughs> so they changed it to Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a much better title. So,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's great. It's a great title. Um, yeah. I mean, they were they were friends for like a minute. I know. And then not, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> not what <it> counted most. <laughs> so. Uh, I just, like, uh, I just thought that was cool. Um, Interesting, especially because I mentioned how much I love the title, Judas and the Black Messiah.
0: Yes, yes.
1: As much as I love the title, what are you watching?
0: Yes. And uh, there was a funny shout out on Saturday Night Live this week for Judas and the Black Messiah. So if you had a chance, you should watch it. That is not my what are you watching, but if you had a chance, (laughs) you should check it out. Uh, So funny this week. So funny
1: okay i think i know what your what are you watching is um, uh,
0: you yes you do
1: <laughs> okay i think that might be a better transition uh into our feature film i week. agree
0: i agree i agree okay. yes so i think you should uh, go first okay so i'll i'll ask you the question this week andrew what are you watching <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I'm going to start the episode with a downer. <laughs> so we'll get lighter from
0: it. So it can only go up from here.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, see?
0: Another another downer serious documentary from Andrew.
1: It is what? not a documentary.
0: Oh, it's, it's not a documentary. documentary this week. Oh, what do we have in store?
1: But it is a downer. Uh, oh. Uh, I am watching the mini series on HBO Max, It's a Sin. Oh which uh, is superb. It is, it is amazing. So it's uh, about the uh, AIDS crisis uh, in London in the 80s and like this uh, group of friends, uh, these like flatmates who kind of like navigate the uh, AIDS crisis. Uh, it originally aired in the UK uh, on channel four on a week to week basis. But it's like, I think it's a co-production with uh, HBO and they dropped all the HBO episodes in America at once. Um, even though it like hasn't finished airing in the UK. So it's this weird thing where the UK started before the US but the US will get to finish before. <laughs> <laughs> the UK, so uh, so it's very strange, um, but HBO has been doing that like more and more recently, um, like co-productions with uh, some like European uh, agencies, uh, production companies. So so that's interesting, um, but uh, it's a sin is uh, named after the Pet Shop Boys song. Uh, and, um, so like, given that it's about AIDS, it's like pretty obvious <laughs> what, um, what it's alluding to, uh, and they, it's from the creator Russell T Davies, who has been making like queer stories for a long time, um, on TV. Uh, so he did like the original British queerest Folk and, um, he did, uh, a mini-series that aired uh recently, like within the past two or three years, um, called Years and Years, which also aired on HBO.
0: Yeah, I remember that show.
1: Yeah. Um I didn't particularly love Years and Years, uh, the show. Uh and uh but Emma Thompson was great in it. Um, and one of the actors from Years and Years is in this show, and she's really good. Um, but she wasn't the issue I had with Years and Years. Um, it was just, like, too on the nose for me. Uh, not to the point where I was, like, scared, um, like, of how, like, accurate it was, because, it's like, Years and Years is basically, like, predicting the next 10 years of our world. Um, but, like, it just, like, it didn't really gel with me. Um, anyway, uh, and he also um, is... Like did the like revival of Doctor Who, uh, so so he's like very well known in like British circles, so, uh, and um and he's like written a lot about like queer life, um, particularly in the UK. So, um, so he's like a good fit to like tell this story, and um, it is like it is as devastating <laughs> as you think it is uh so it um like kind of takes us through pretty much like the entirety of the 80s and this group of friends um and from like the early stages of the epidemic through um, through the end well not that it's ever ended but um and not that this like needed to come out now but it's like hard to watch the show and like not think about COVID, right? So uh, so there's like obviously all those sorts of elements to it. Um, but, uh, and it's like obviously very, it's like so, so sad and um, heartbreaking. I like am beside myself ugly crying like in these episodes, uh, but I think like part of the reason why you like ugly cry, say like when like a character dies is because like, you care, <laughs> you care a lot. Um, and um, and in order to care a lot about a character, like you have to put in the work. You can't just like have a character like die and then it, like, it'd be sad, but to like really be distraught you have to like really be invested in this like character. And like the show does like such a good job at like building up these characters. And um, in particular, because it's like set against the backdrop of this like horrific disease, um, this show does like such a good job of showing like vibrant, like fun gay, life and like celebrating sort of gay friendships and like the gay community uh, in a way that it is like, exciting and, um, and like shows of like more, more well rounded characters and like a variety of characters of like the different people you can find in the gay community rather than especially in the 80s um rather than just it being like it's just aids so where it's like only sad like this is giving faces and stories to all like all the people that were lost in the 80s Um, and this is um, this has also, um, made me kind of change my mind a little bit about, uh, AIDS stories in general and like in like LGBTQ stories, especially in the eighties. Like I used to kind of think, and it's like, oh, well, great. It's like, here's another AIDS story. It's like the eighties. Like, of course, like if it's gay, it has to be about AIDS. Um. And now I've I've kind of like taken like a 180. And now I think like I will I don't think I'll really judge an AIDS story again because everyone knows and is like aware of like the horrible epidemic that like went on and um, the governments that like did nothing about it and didn't even talk about it. So um so if like all these like real life people were denied their stories being told, like if we're talking about this 30, 40 years later, like good, like there isn't enough then (laughs) to, there aren't enough stories to like tell that story, to tell all um, about the people uh, whose like lives were lost, who were denied the ability to tell their, their own stories. 30 and 40 years ago. So now, um, this is giving a voice to the voiceless. So um, it's beautiful. It's um, fun, uh, at times, but (laughs) like, it's a heavy watch, um, given the subject matter. And uh, it doesn't, like, fall into any sort of the the cliches, it it earns its its sadness. So um, it's a sin. And it's only five episodes. And um, each episode's like not even 50 minutes. So it's like a very, for such a quick watch, like it's, it's kind of shocking how, um, how great they're like able to build in the characters too. Oh, and also for like such a quick watch, they are able to um, really uh, infuse a sense of terror, like of how like scary and quick this disease was like in the 80s. And so I actually think it benefits from its like relative short runtime um, of like, you can have like one person in your life who you like know and love, and then like 20 minutes later they're dead. So, um, well, 20 minutes in the time frame of the episode. So, um, so it's like, it, it does a really good job of like infusing how scary it is too, so. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really was impressed with it. It's a Sin.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'd never heard of it. So I guess the first, I, I looked it up while you were talking real quick. Um, not to be rude, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. This <laughs> is it, a soapbox. It's like yeah. the whole point
1: is just to uh, like talk. <laughs>
0: yeah, but like the first three, like, or like the first page of Google just says like, oh, it's the first must watch TV show of 2021. So I've never, I've never heard of it. So I'm like kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. It sounds riveting. Yeah, um,
1: It's a, it doesn't have like a lot of stars in it too, which again, I think it like benefits from the, um, when it does have stars who play like minor roles like Neil Patrick Harris is in it, for example, um, but he plays like a minor character and, um, like, I see those are like, these are the people who got the, the miniseries financed, <laughs> so um, like all the lead roles are um, relative newcomers. Um, the person who's probably most front and center is like a character named Richie, who is from the band years and years. No relation, total coincidence, <laughs> to the previous Russell T Davies show years and years, uh, and I really like that band a lot. Um, so, uh, so it's like so it's exciting to see like him acting, and he's like pretty good. Like usually I get nervous when musicians start to act. <laughs> so yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, frequently they are not good.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> see you <ya. laughs> no I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah so um so but he's um he's really good too and like a lot of the principal cast um, are like our queer cast so um so it's like it's good to see like so many lgbtq people employed <laughs> and um doing really great work so
0: cool good all right yeah I'll definitely check it out thank you for the uh, recommendation i'm i've never heard of it i've never heard of the show which i'm surprised about so i have now and i'm glad
1: yeah i think it's because i think it's it's all those like factors of like there aren't really many stars and um it's like a british co-production um so it, it dropped on like hbo max not hbo on like a Thursday. so like there's all these Reasons like why it's not something yeah. so like why
0: well I've been like telling people like about like shows on HBO Max like that I've been watching and they're like, Oh, like I don't get HBO Max and I was like, But you have HBO? I'm, like, yeah, but like apparently like you know people get stuff on HBO or people, like you get more on HBO Max than you do on HBO and I was I like didn't know that. So um it's like it's so confusing for people like who like don't know about <laughs> HBO Max. It's like I don't have HBO, I don't have HBO Max, and it's like, well I mean, just get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh, my God. HBO Max did a horrible job of like their rollout. And at least in like the public relations side of
0: things of. So bad. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. They just like could not explain to people how to like get HBO Max. Um, and it's like as simple as if you have HBO, you have access to HBO Max. Yeah. So like. Uh, There's... just go on hbomax.com and like there are like instructions that'll show you how to like activate your account if you have hbo yeah. so
0: oh my god i've been watching a show on HBO Max, which i'll i want to talk about like in a later what are you watching but like it's it's on HBO Max now and um like i don't want it to, like i want people to watch it because i don't want it to end i want it to like keep going um so like i'm like get hbo max watch show.
1: (laughs) it finally Um, feels like hbo max is like getting the footing i think like the flight attendant really was like a really good like level set mm -hmm. um kind of like a reboot (laughs) mm -hmm. of like what hbo max like could have and should have been because like their initial rollout of shows like none of them really stuck with like the grander pop culture
0: yeah did i talk about the flight attendant on here (laughs)
1: <laughs> multiple times.
0: I did. <laughs> I love the flight of yeah. <laughs> it's such a great no, show.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like it. Like it did such a good job of, like <laughs> said show times. that's like great to talk about. Like yeah. so. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun watch. It's a good watch. And there are other shows on there. Another. There's a lot of material. There's a lot of stuff on HBO Max. Which like I, which like just exploring. Like you know. There's just a lot of content and a lot to see on there. Um. So I really. I really like HBO Max a lot. Um, I think it's a I think it's a great platform. Um, and now I have yeah. a show to watch in there. Uh,
1: and they have a um, great movie um, collection too. So
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> remember when HBO was about all that movies? <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it always like um, it was always kind of funny because like so um, as we've like talked about before, HBO Max and. Warner Brothers like struck this like movie deal of like they're the same day, same time. Um, won't get into like all the things of that, but one of the things that happened after that was Christopher Nolan, who is who's done all of his movies through a, uh, through Warner Brothers, wrote this like scathing uh, thing about um, HBO, HBO Max, and this Warner Brothers deal, and he's like they sent it to like the worst streaming service um, so he like he called hbo max like the worst streaming service um and it's like i don't think hbo max is the worst streaming service it was kind of like i agree with everything else in that letter of like saying like you're undermining like all the people who like worked on these movies you're undermining movie theaters et cetera. Et cetera. everything was great and he's like and they sent it to the worst streaming service and it's like there are far worse streaming services.
0: Yeah, uh, than yeah. HBO Let's, Max. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing on like Peacock or like.
1: I know, you know I know. Like, yeah. uh,
0: no, I, I mean, get that emotions terrible. are high. Yeah, <laughs> we get it.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah. No, um, love HBO Max. Love movies that Warner Brothers put out. Don't love this decision. And that's like that's that's all you can that's all you can need to say. You know, like, we we get it. Like it's not a terrible service. I like HBO Max. It's good. Um. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for that. That was really good. What are you watching? But I challenge you soon (laughs) to do a a funny, funny lighthearted, what are you watching? Like I am doing.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. I should have. Um, It's just been on my mind a lot.
0: Uh, I just, this is, this episode is like supposed to be upbeat and fun. We've done a lot of really dramatic episodes and a lot of dramatic movies um so i thought i was excited for this week maybe hey, it's going to be a little bit more fun um which it will be
1: maybe it's because i'm in the like dead of winter and it's
0: like... I, <laughs> i'm dead inside yeah <laughs> yeah here's, here's my story on aids um yeah. no, i no um but i it also said that uh when i when i looked up your show it, um when i looked up it just sin, it said it's kind of a it, imdb said it's a comedy oh my god no It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. comedy drama history it's a drama it's a drama. i'm like okay like, <laughs> you're not really no. describing it as a comedy
1: are yeah. yeah. cute <laughs> moments like, but it's not like it's not laugh out loud
0: <laughs> this is like our golden globes discussion like you can have funny moments in a dramatic movie yeah <laughs> yeah or funny moments in a Dramatic show, like it doesn't make it a comedy. So, I like, The Martian was <laughs> a comedy at the Golden Globes, and they gave that great. What was it? Matt Damon gave that great speech. Or no, who was it? Uh, was it Matt Damon who gave the speech and said so, like, "Our comedy, you know, we're yeah. honored to be or
1: like hilarious, our hilarious, our hilarious movie." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so okay,
0: anyway.
1: Ooh. Um, especially this is especially because I think I know what your um, what are you watching is. You know, a movie that also, uh, uh, one of the actors in The Martian is Kristen Wiig. And uh, yes. I have a feeling what you are watching this week involves Kristen Wiig. So Matt, well, will you tell us, what are you watching?
0: How did you know? Well, yeah. this, week, <laughs> this week, I watched... <laughs> completely opposite of what she watched (laughs) (laughs) um barb and star go to vista del mar now available on video on demand um yeah (laughs) uh yeah it's uh starring kristen wig uh starring sorry starring um kristen wig and jamie dornan and Annie mamolo i think i'm saying that right mamolo um And it's a comedy that was actually just released uh, last week. And it's about two lifelong friends, Barb and Starr, who embark on an adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their little Midwestern town for the first time ever, and go to a resort in Florida called Vista Del Mar, where, of course, trouble is just afoot. Um, Kristen Wiig is genius in this movie. She plays two different characters. So she plays the protagonist and the antagonist. Um She plays Star, who is in the title. Um, And she also plays the villain. Um, her name is Sharon, I believe. And she's like in full, like, full get up. Like a full get up. Like, I didn't even recognize her at first until I heard her talk. And it was, she's just, she's incredible. So Kristen Wiig Hi. has the wide range of talent oh sorry go ahead
1: i didn't even recognize her until the credits yeah i, I did not even know it was her i was shocked
0: yeah <laughs> when yeah. i first saw the trailer and saw her i actually thought it was like i thought it was like tilda swinton um <laughs> and then on closer look you're like oh that's Kristen. Wiig. that's great so i feel she's...
1: dumb for not like recognized for not even recognizing yeah
0: her. well that's like the point right that like, yeah. that's like what makes kristen wig so talented yeah. is that she can play like a wide range of characters and like you won't even know it's her. So I guess that's great acting and great makeup there. Um so uh yeah um I absolutely adored Barb and sorry. I thought it was great. Um I, I, with, with the exception of some of the musical numbers, which I could have done without um I thought everything else was just hilarious. I thought the writing was hilarious. Um it was just like a nice getaway, no pun intended, uh, from like the (laughs) dead of winter and middle of uh, this pandemic (laughs) where like you can just like watch two women like in like this resort beach town just drinking and having a grand old time and just wanting every single minute of it. Um, Even though there are like killer mosquitoes on the way. <laughs> <laughs> GMO mosquitoes. <laughs> GMO mosquitoes, yeah. Um so uh, did you have you I don't know have you seen it or yeah. It's right? uh, yeah.
1: it outrageous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally like so many LOL moments. Um and like I just I could not get enough of it. I, I like I wanted more. It was so short, and I'm like, oh, like I just want like I just want this like movie to go on all day so I can just escape. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I just I thought it was so so funny. Um. Unfortunately, it's like twenty bucks on like video on demand, but I think it, I thought, I thought it was worth it. I don't know. I, I think so time.
1: too, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's sticky in the sense that like, it's something that I think like a lot of people can talk about. <laughs> so uh, like a lot of these like $20 movies don't have like, I feel can spur that much discussion, but I think like Barb and Star can. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, this is, this is definitely like a movie I would have seen in theaters anyway, so I'm yeah it. I'm glad, I, I, I would have, I'm I'm happy I spent the money on it. So yeah, um, so, but yeah, I, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, like on the theater side of things, is that what you were gonna get into?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I feel like, I don't know if conflicted is the right word. Um, I try not to like think about this too much because like I, I think about like what movies like play better in theaters, like or in these like pandemic times and, but I kind of like find myself being like, oh, if, if I think too much like this would have been so much better in theaters. And it's kind of like, well, you're just like wishing for a world that doesn't exist. And like the, what's the point of like, w- that's like almost like feeling sorry for yourself. in <clears throat> sort of way. So, um so I try not to think these thoughts too much, but I think comedy movies and spectacle movies, um are what misses out the most in theaters because spectacle for like the obvious reasons, the big screen, like like just like the fun and awe of it all. And comedy, it's um, the sense of like being around like other people. And like, sometimes you like laugh at things just because other people are laughing and it's just like a feel good sort of moment. So um, So I think like comedy is like definitely are one of the genres that like play better movies.
0: Yeah, it's like laughter is definitely contagious, you know, and Yeah, yeah. in theaters, like that's, it's what I said about Borat too, like the first Borat, like I absolutely adored, and I, I thought it was hilarious, one, mostly because I was in a, the- well, the movie was for me, and because I was in a theater <laughs> laughing with all these people, and with the second one, it just didn't have the same effect on me, mostly because I don't think I was in a theater, Um, where I, if I was like watching with other people, like, in a full theater, I think I would have had like a different like view of Borat um, or a different like outtake. And it just like it just didn't feel like Borat to me because I because I like watched it at home by myself. Um, but you're right. Like you are right. Like we should not like dwell on like, oh, we can't see this in the theater. Like we got to take it for what it is. But um, but yeah, like I I would have I would have I would have enjoyed I I enjoyed Barbon Star. I, at home, I laughed, I thought it was good. Um, I probably would have laughed more in a theater, but I took it for what it was Um, and it was a lot of fun. So it was a good escape. And um, (laughs) Jamie Dornan, like not the best actor in the world, but like the casting directors, like for this movie, I think hit the nail on the head (laughs) Uh, because like he, like they needed like, they needed someone in that role like Jamie (laughs) Dornan. (laughs) <laughs> and um uh, like i just thought he like i just thought he nailed it like he's he like it just kind of like seemed like he didn't have a clue the entire time and i just thought it was perfect <laughs> um so jamie dornan is like he plays the like the love interests like to barb and star and like they're they're like i he's like clearly trying to escape like the you know the 50 shades like role uh here and he's like trying to explore his comedy roots um but like so he clearly like plays a lumber love interest like the sex symbol in the movie um and they like kind of make fun of him like they kind of make fun like of like how stupid the character is um and like the fact that like jamie dornan is not the greatest actor in the world like kind of made the role like kind of made that role funnier for me <laughs> and um just because i know what he's coming from and i know his background um and I thought like oh my god like this is perfect like now we just need like Dakota Johnson to come up in the sequel and like <laughs> like just have a 50 shades reunion and like have her like fight out Barton star I think that would just be like be like perfect um but Jamie but like Jamie Jordan um he like he like kind of works for the bad guy and he like has like these like under like underlying like schemes to um you know do his villainous work I don't want to like ruin it for anyone but like Do his villainous work in like Vista Del Mar. Um, Well, it's not a serious movie. Uh, And I already said it. Like, so he's supposed to like release a bunch of mosquitoes in Vista Del Mar and like kill a bunch of people, like, with using the like killing these mosquitoes. And like, the plot is just like hilarious. Um, So he like eventually ends up like falling, like, He, like, has, like, a threesome or something with, like, Barb and Star. (laughs) Like, he meets him at the club um, and, like, ends up, like, falling in love with um, Star, Kristen Wiig's character. Uh, And it's just, like, it's hilarious. He, like, goes on multiple dates with, like, both Barb and Star. um, And it's just, like, it's so funny to, like, see him (laughs) interact with them. Um, He has, like, this one really weird musical. Like, he's got a couple, like, musical scenes, but he's got, like, this one song that I just, like, it like was a little cringeworthy, but (laughs) everything else was really good. Um, So, so yeah. And you know, like in the end, like he redeems himself and, um, but like the situation is just, it's just hilarious. So um, if you're a Jamie Dornan fan, I think you'll, I think you'll appreciate it. I don't know.
1: I have like mixed feelings on the, the Jamie Dornan-ness of it all in this movie. because i i do think he's a good actor and everything else that i've seen him in uh but he like the way that his character is it's like it's such like a tough line to walk and i don't know how to feel about it because he's he's like incredibly self-aware like Jamie I'm talking about Jamie Jordan not the character like he's Mm. like self-aware of like the type of role that he's playing it's like almost it's like almost like bimbo-esque like a care right he's like dumb but like kind of smart I don't know okay maybe this is like an unfair comparison but like I think of somebody like um like Denise Richards in like what is it the world is not enough like the James Ah, ah, yeah Uh, (laughs) where she's like this like nuclear physicist or something. And, um, but it's like, it's like, okay, like we know you cast um, like Denise Richards in this movie because she's Denise Richards. And so like, um, but like Bond takes it like quasi seriously. And so like, it's it's sort of similar to that um in that sense of like okay like we know we are hiring this person and like we're casting this person because like you're extremely good looking like and almost like end of story (laughs) um and i think like jamie jordan's like very aware of that and he's like aware he's playing this like kind of like dumb slash smart person and so like the way that he delivers like his lines is in that sense of like the words that are coming out of his mouth are like intelligent, but like the way that he says it or is so emotionless. And it's having seen like Jamie Jordan and other things, like I know that is an intentional choice. Like there is um either the way the character's written or like Jamie Jordan decided to do that, like this was an intentional choice. And I'm not quite sure if it like matched what I thought like all the other people were doing in the movie, like the tone of the movie. Um so it's like that's why I'm like not sure if I love it or not. Um but I know like all these other people who watched it like completely like bought it like hook, line and sinker like everything that he was doing. So but, like other people thought it was like think it's like amazing and like think it's like it's like best performance. And I think I could come around to that at some point um I like no I'm gonna watch this movie again <laughs> uh, and but I'm not quite there yet
0: yeah i I just I, I appreciated his performance because I feel like he like he just he wasn't taking himself too seriously at all yeah, and yeah he's he's like trying to find like trying to find a way to be more comfortable in like the comedy realm which I i I liked and I same. I thought he was yeah. yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought he was. I I I appreciated his performance. I liked his performance in it. Um, and I I. I think once he like finds his like real roots in comedy and like, I, I don't th- I don't think he's gonna be like like become a comedy superstar or anything. But, um, I I do like the fact that he's like kind of like expanding on, what else he can do. Um, I don't really know what else he's been in besides Fifty Shades, um. I haven't really explored his uh IMDB page that much. <laughs> um, but but it was like it was a nice um it was a nice like 180 from what he had been doing. Um and just like the fact that he was kind of like making fun of himself and like he knows like he he knows like what he's known for and just like the fact that he can like be funny and like make fun of himself um was just was great. So
1: uh, so like one of the to get to kind of like circle back to the theater part of it all too, um, like that discussion. This movie has like a a very late episode SNL vibe to it, and maybe I just got that because of it.
0: Does no? I felt the same way. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but, like I was like, were these two characters actually on SNL?
1: Yeah, and like things I. I cannot stress enough how bizarre this movie is. Like it is more than just like a straight comedy. It is weird and in a good way, in a very good way. And it's like, and sometimes that like happens on SNL, like when you're watching, you're like, what is going on? This is so strange, especially in like the, like, I don't know, 12, like 30, like half hour of SNL, like the last third, (laughs) it's like, and sometimes those because everyone's so loopy it's like sometimes those like end up being like some of the funniest sketches like occasionally and this is like this fits in that category to me like so in that sense too it was kind of comforting to watch at home and sometimes because it had those like vibes
0: yeah yeah i almost feel like this was like this could have been at like a like these two could these two could have been good characters for SNL, and it would have been like a great like thing to watch. Like you know, Kristen Wiig break character like yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, in oh this role. Yeah. Um, like I'm like also like I just finished watching SNL from like last night too, um, right before we finished watching, so I'm like kind of on an SNL high. Um, but yeah, like I would have I I definitely felt like you know, um, like it, it seemed familiar. Like it seemed like I'd seen this before uh, in a in a good way, and. Like a lot of like SNL's like movie works, like they some works some like some like they're hit and misses. Like you know, like MacGruber was awful and Superstar was okay. Um, but like this like worked. Like <laughs> if if we were taking something from SNL, and I hate to compare it to SNL because like I, like I don't want to like tie Kristen Wiig to SNL like her whole career, but um, it just seemed like she like kind of got back into that role and that like mentality of like sketch comedy um and that's kind of what it seemed like what it was so it, it seemed very familiar and it was it was it was nice um especially <laughs> after seeing her as like the villain in wonder woman it's like oh you know it's nice it's refreshing to see Kristen Wiig like back in her like comedy comedy uh routine so um yeah it was um, nice to see that
1: and we should know, so like um, Kristen Wiig and Annie, I also don't know how to pronounce her last say, Mamulo. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Um, they were the co-writers of the movie Bridesmaids, and they yep. also wrote this movie. They also wrote Barman Star. Starr. Hmm. Uh, so to that to that point, if you want to see Dakota Johnson in the sequel, I want Rose Byrne for the sequel.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. That would be great. Oh my god, let's do it.
1: I know. Let's get them all together. I like yeah. you. Just like no, this is the type of movie that you just like. know there's going to be a sequel to
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we. I I was thinking we get a sequel to Bridesmaids, but not So um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess this is the yeah. Yeah. the spiritual sequel, even though it's totally different from Bridesmaids. It's actually not like. Yeah. It's not the same at all. Yeah,
0: I do also kind of wish more people were talking about this movie um i i mean uh, it's this is not... all
1: over my timeline
0: oh really oh yeah fine. um yeah. i guess like no one really wants to pay the 20 bucks to see it right now um i guess more people like will see it when it becomes more available but i feel like this would have had a oh god i hate to go back to the theaters again but like like would have this had like the bridesmaids effect like if it were released in theaters like to the more broad audience i don't know um but like that's like we'll never know we'll never know but um
1: it's sad yeah. that, um, okay, so we've, t- like, the Golden Globes, we, like, mentioned how much, like, the musical comedy, uh, category of the Golden Globes is, like, a mess, with the exception of, like, a few things, um, like, this wasn't eligible for the Golden Globes this year, um, even though it could have easily been if they just, like, snuck it in there, like, a couple weeks early, too, um, and, like, this would have gotten, like, I think, easily gotten, like, a Best Picture Comedy nomination and, like, some nominations, like, for its actors, so yeah. like, they didn't do that, and that would have, like, helped to build word of mouth, and, like, that just, didn't, yeah. they didn't do that. Next year, it's still eligible for next year, though, so, like.
0: Yeah, well, we all know what got nominated for Best Picture for Comedy this year, which is really <laughs> just a joke, like, let's be honest, like, I, this I category know. is just a joke this year.
1: um globe's gonna globe
0: globe's gonna globe so all right well speaking of globes and nominees um our next our main feature of the week is a golden globe nominee (laughs) which (laughs) which is um i care a lot starring uh sorry did you have anything else on marvin Star?
1: <laughs> no, no, that's um that's all I really do think it's great. And I like I think a lot of yeah. our listeners will would really like like that movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the money if you have like friends you can like watch with too and split it. It's Watchbody. Yeah. Watch Body, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah. Barb and Star now available on video on demand. So um but anyway, I care a lot is now available on uh where did we watch it? Netflix. Netflix.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> so many streaming services. <laughs> I know. And Netflix is usually like the go-to. I actually, there are like so many people who are like, if it's not on Netflix, like they don't even bother. There are like some people who don't like try hard at all to find something I know. scary. I, know. I I digress.
0: This yeah, no, it's true. So. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, I Care A Lot uh, stars stars: Roseman Pike, uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, Diane Wiest, and Messina, and it is the story of a crooked legal guardian played by Rosamund Pike, um, who drains the savings of elderly wards, um, one of them being Diane Weiss, and she meets her match when Diane Weiss tries to swindle and turns out to be more than she appears, Um, and that is a a direct explanation from uh, IMDb, (laughs) so thank you for that. (laughs) um so all right well i care a lot uh yeah what did you think on the surface
1: uh 10 re- a review and 10 10, ten reviews. you're asking yeah <laughs> yes that is what I'm asking. <laughs> it is
0: early on a sunday morning <laughs>
1: um okay so my um reviewer which actually does describe like what i think i care a little <laughs> so
0: um yeah. Can I just associate my ten <laughs> <or pure laughs> words of fury with again? Yeah. I'm unprepared for our ten words of pure. I was even unprepared to introduce the uh, segment. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I associate my ten words of fury with with uh, with your ten words of
1: fury. Um, Thank like...
0: you for letting me steal.
1: Anytime, you're just like Marla.
0: Um, I know stealing. It's the it's the it's the theme of today's podcast. So,
1: um, I think, to like elaborate on that, for me, like immediately after watching that, I was like, oh, that was a blast. That was like fun. I had like really, I was really high. And then the more I kind of thought about it, I think I like soured a little bit. Um, just like thinking about the movie as a whole. Um, I think the beginning works better than the end. But I don't think like the end is like bad. So it's it's a very um, a strange, I've had like a very strange relationship with this movie. <laughs> um, since I like, since watching it, but like, overall, I think it's, um, it's good and um, fun, and like, interesting, despite I think, like some of its missteps that it takes. Um, and yeah. and I just like love Rosamund Pike and literally everything. So
0: yeah. So here's the thing. So I had a very similar reaction. Um, to sorry, I have these things stuck in my. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I so. wish we I wish we were uh, were live broadcasting that so, so you could have seen the video. <laughs> I have
0: these my heat just came on and I have these balloons that are like like will not stop. Excuse me while I tighten to my desk. Okay, um, so I had a very similar reaction. So I really enjoyed. I hear a lot when I finish it. Right after I finished it, I was like on a. I was on a high too. I was like, oh, that was great. Like I love Roseman Pike. Like I love Rosamund Pike and anything she does. Um, I even like would like want to see the Madame Curie movie she did just because she's in it, even though I heard it's completely
1: awful. That's like the fourth time you've mentioned this movie. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, you have watched um, this movie so many times to the point now where I'm like, I just like gotta watch it too. I know,
0: I, I gotta watch it. <laughs> Sorry. Um,
1: no, I think it's funny at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I like forget when I like talk about things. Like, did I talk about that? Um, yeah, like four times. Um, but then, like, the problem for me is like, I just like you. Like, I thought about this movie too much. I thought. Like I overthought about like the situations they were in. I was like, "Oh, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real," and it really like soured the experience for me too. And I was like, "Oh, like, did I really not like it?" But then like I had to think about like thinking about it too much, and I'm like, "This is just a movie. Like, it's not based on reality. It's not based on a true story." And I'm like, I, "I'm like, you know what? Just take it for what it is. Um, just like you know, let your guard down, lose any expect- expectations you have." And just like appreciate Rosamund Pike for who she is, Um, just a badass who like is a great actress and. Um, yeah so like in the end I like changed my mind and i'm like you know what I liked it, it was it was a fun movie. Um, I thought it was good, I thought it was well made. Um, and I love Rosamund Pike and Diane Weast. so they're uh, they're they're great. <laughs> um, and I was like you know what. Other than that, like, I really don't have much else to say. Um, It's a, it's, I thought it was a fun story. I thought it was, I thought it was intriguing and interesting and something we really haven't seen, at least from my experience is something we haven't seen before. So like that the kind of scheme she runs to, um, what was that? Oh, um, there's
1: a side, there's a sign in the background. I was like, is yeah. that, a, like, yeah. that a baby in there? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So I was like, like we've seen these scheme movies before. Like you know, they're nothing new. But like, we haven't really seen a scheme about like nursing homes. Um. And I kind of like also really like the fact that this was kind of going like the mo- This movie was kind of like put villain against villain. Um which is something. Uh, everyone
1: in this movie is bad
0: <laughs> yeah like which is something like like who do you root for right here like there is no like like everyone here is an antagonist like you're not supposed to like anyone which i thought was kind of cool um like it's not again like that's something we, like, we don't really see that much of so that also kind of swayed me to like really like it um
1: i agree i agree yeah
0: so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like, that's my thoughts on the surface.
1: Yeah, no, I I like the fact that everyone's bad and they're like, um, they're like very upfront about this too. Um, it's like a little on the nose too. Like I think like the opening lines, it's like a voiceover, Marla um, played by Rosamund Pike. Um, she has like a voiceover at the very beginning. She's like, look at you like sitting there like you think you're a good person, like, I can guarantee you you're not. And it's, like, basically saying that, like, everyone's horrible. (laughs) Um, So, like, it's very upfront, like, at the beginning, uh, saying, like, that um, there's no such thing as, like, good people. (laughs) Um, So it's, like, very clear on its morality. Um, (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, so like I, I kind of like that aspect too. Like, I don't think you always like, you don't need like somebody to like necessarily root for in a movie at all times. Like, it's totally fine if there's like a movie where everyone's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think, I think wh- why I've like thought about this like movie so much or like where it, um, changes, like for me, like towards the end. Oh, and should say spoiler alert. Should have said that from the beginning. Um But uh, just
0: change the name of this podcast to spoiler alert. <laughs> no, that's, Do that's, not that's, play if you don't want to yeah, Hebrew in view. That's a good, uh, so we can cover all of our stuff. bases.
1: <laughs> 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 um, we haven't gotten any complaints yet. So, <laughs> uh, so, so far so good. Uh, but um, so with, like, it this movie starts off with this, like, this scam, this like defrauding idea of um uh putting like elderly people becoming their ward and like putting them in um care facilities. Meanwhile, like because you're their ward, then they like she like sells like their house and like everything in it and makes like money from it. Uh so um which uh Uh, it was really timely that I talked about framing Britney Spears last week and (laughs) this week, uh, we're covering a movie that's like covering very similar topics. And, uh, but, um, so I think like that, like is like interesting and feels realistic enough that is like, um, that it feels like based in reality, then, then like towards the end, and it's very bright and sunny, like not too dissimilar from something like Promising Young Woman, where like the first like hour, maybe a little more of this movie is like, all takes place during the daytime. Everyone's wearing these like great outfits. Oh, Rosamund Pike gets to wear like some amazing power suits in this movie (laughs) and um, bright, sunny colors. And then it like, it gets dark a little over halfway through like very, um, both tonally um, dark and um, that's like the first major scenes that like start to take place at night instead. And that's like when like the mob becomes involved, like the Russian mob uh, gets involved and then it starts to become this sort of like action adventure type movies. And it's a very strange thing because like, it doesn't feel completely out of it. It wasn't like, where did this come from? uh but like it almost feels like they're two different movies um in that sense too so um so then that's why and that is the world that doesn't feel as real uh as like the the first one does probably because like more people in real life have connections to nursing homes than they do the mob <laughs> so or at least i hope so <laughs> so uh so like that might be why it just like has like the suspension of disbelief is um i guess so like it depends on your tolerance level um so uh but uh, it does become like action adventuring in the sense where there's like hits put out on people and like cars like speeding cars and you know Um, explosions, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so I think that it just like feels different, Um, but like character wise, um, I was kind of, I think there are two characters in particular that I think they just kind of like abandon. like particularly when this, like when it like transitions into this dark, like dark world. Um, they kind of like don't really come back to Diane Reese character, Mrs. Peterson until like the very end too. So like as um, and that was like kind of disappointing especially because like I like a lot of like what Diane Reese is like doing in the first um, first half. Um, and uh, Chris Messina's character who plays this like uh, it's like Sharky lawyer like, with like great suits and stuff like maybe it's because they got like a relatively big name but like he's in like two scenes and that's it and so i think i like expected more i expected him to like come back more or play like potentially like a bigger role and like he really doesn't <laughs> so um so i thought like they could have done more with his character too
0: yeah well so like i can do without christmas you know? like i'm fine with him being with in one scene and then like leaving um but like you're right about Diane Weiss like she's in a good chunk of the first third to half um and then kind of like her character kind of disappears and I'm like Diane It's all about her yeah it's (laughs) all about her yeah and like I'm like Diane Weiss is kind of like on a roll this year you know with like let them all talk and this um and I like I'm like all right cool like Diane Weiss is making a comeback like I want more Diane Weiss um and then she just kind of like Goes by the wayside. Um, like I kind of wanted her, ha- wanted her to have more of a hand in the story, and like more of a hand, like in interactions with like Rosemond Pike. Um, even though <laughs> she literally does in one scene. Um, but like, but like she doesn't. And like that's kind of where Peter Dinklage takes over. Yeah. Um, and again, like I kind of want like less Peter Dinklage and more <laughs> Um But, so I agree, I definitely agree with you on that front. Um, And like, it kind of like, on like the tonal aspects of it, like I thought I was going into like watching this and like from seeing the trailers, um, that like this would like be like a comedy throughout, but like, or like dark comedy-ish, but like, man, like the last half of this movie, like, like wow. You <laughs> right, it like turns into like this like gangster like good fellas, <laughs> well, not not good fellas, but like um just like death and like sadness. Like the ending is really sad. <laughs> um like so I mean obviously spoilers like um we've said it before. Uh so um Roseman Pike's character Marla has like a girlfriend named Fran. Um and there's like, <laughs> like a scene like, at, like towards like the end, like Fran is like shot or hurt or something by the mob, um, and like Marla like finds her laying there, and it's just like it's like heartbreaking that like she's like hurt, <laughs> like but but like I mean obviously like you know she's a villain, but it's still like you feel bad for Marla, um, and their relationship. Um, and then like, there's the big, you know, there's the big ending, which I'm not going to say anything because like, that's really spoiler. Um, again, but again, like it's a really heartbreaking ending and you like, you feel like, like I almost, I didn't, but I almost cried. I mean, I was like, I thought this movie was supposed to be a comedy. (laughs) Um, so like that was a little, (laughs) yeah, I know. So like, that was a little bit surprising, um, which the tonal shift like which is it's one of the things like I was really thinking about like which kind of ruined it for me but then like you know you just have to like go back and think like okay just take it for what it is um I thought this like the tone is different throughout but the story and the plot are intriguing still like they still it still interested me it was still I was still thinking about it which I guess in the end, like, you know, makes for a good movie. I don't wanna say good.
1: Yeah, like it's, I think it's like, it's still like very entertaining. I think-
0: Entertaining (laughs) is the word, yeah.
1: yeah, There's like, this is like impossible to get around Um, unless you go into a movie sight unseen which like in theory this movie premiered at like the Toronto International Film Festival so like film festivals like you don't know anything about a movie and you just like go and see it and you're like oh you take a movie for what it is but like the moment one person sees a movie like then it gets out there in the world and then like people start talking about it which builds expectations and so like then you have all these expectations like for this movie you're like oh this movie is going to be like this is a comedy because the Golden Globes say it's a comedy or like oh this movie is going to be like Gone Girl because like it's uh Rosamund Pike playing like a kind of villain um, and that you're Again. yeah and then you're like comparing you're doing these like comparisons and you're like ugh, why like you they're almost like unnecessary um in like hindsight um, and it takes like a while for those preconceived notions to like dissipate and i mean like a while like yeah. about, like even well after you see these movies like sometimes weeks years yeah, um,
0: yeah. this again this is why the globes ruins everything <laughs> there, <laughs> um yeah like, it you, is like,
1: funny though
0: i oh go ahead sorry part, yeah parts of it are funny but then like parts of it are really not oh, funny yeah. yeah and it's like like is it a comedy <laughs> is it a drama We'll never. The world will never know. Um i but... say, um,
1: despite the underutilization of Diane Beast, um, and uh, it kind of being a drama, sometimes she has a really hilarious takedown.
0: Oh my God! Do you want to say? <laughs> it? I, sure, I, I exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I can't say it. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, she uh, calls Marla a crock of a cunt. <laughs>
0: When I, when I heard that line, I was like, this is going to be the line that Andrew yeah. says tomorrow and I yeah. will let him <laughs> It's like, this is going to be the breakout line for Andrew.
1: <laughs> and it is glorious because like Diane Weist is just like, just like, she's this soft spoken, like actress, like that's just the way her voice is. And this is like how she is. And she has like this veneer of this like sweet old lady and the whole point of her character is like, there's more than meets the eye.
0: I know, I know. Um, I was like, so I was like, happens. I know. I was like, I know a line like this is coming. Like, I <laughs> coming under, and I was like, I wish so bad that you were here to like hear it with me, <laughs> and you weren't. But I still had to like pause it because I was laughing. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, I cannot wait for him to bring this up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is glorious, and it's like probably the highlight of the movie. <laughs> it
0: really is. It makes the whole movie. And it's like that is like the last thing I thought about before I went to bed. And yeah. and it yeah. is glorious. Um, and if like may she not but if like diane least were to leave us tomorrow i am glad she left us with that line
1: <laughs> yeah I, I know i know um
0: so yeah <laughs> so two reasons you should watch the movie um here diane least call rosamund pike a crock of a cunt, and to see uh rosamund pike's performance which i think is actually really really good um and i think her globe nomination is well deserved so. i think so
1: too yeah not that she's, she's... gonna win but
0: i think she's yeah. phenomenal in this movie so
1: yeah uh yeah she's um she's so great too and like one of the really good things about the first half of this movie in particular too is it like exposes like crazy bureaucracy like in the sense of like what she does is like she uses all these like legal loopholes essentially it's like she always has the law on her side even though everything she's doing is immoral and so like it's so delicious to watch like Rosamund Pike like just be like sweet on like the surface, like to a character, like Diane Weast, and then it's like, but behind closed doors, like she's gonna like totally fuck you over. And she knows that. And so it's like it's it's like terrifying to watch like that sort of like sociopathy. <laughs> um and I feel like a lesser actress would like overplay the sweetness right it would be like saccharine to the point of like i'm gonna take care of you you know like just be like over the top and like she's able to do it like realistically in the sense of like oh like i know people like this like you think of this like in your real life of like people who are like really nice to your face um and will stab you in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and to anyone like who like is going to watch this movie, I implore you to watch like any interview that Rosamund Pike does. Um especially from like 20 like 2016 in Gone Girl. Um because like she is completely opposite of the character that she plays in this movie. Um, and I think like it just makes you appreciate her that much more because like Rosamund Pike is like the most soft-spoken sweetest like actress there is in Hollywood. Um, And like to watch her just like turn this page, like cause she's more relatable, like to her as a person, she's more relatable to like her in like the first part of this movie, but like to watch her like just turn this page and like just become this like ultra like awful woman. is just, it's amazing to see. So, um, so yeah, it's, I actually, like, it's what I did and I was like, oh, it just makes her, like, that much greater of an actress. Um, so I, I love Rosamund Pike. I think she's great in, in like, everything, so <laughs> I wanna,
1: thank you. I want to quickly call out uh, two uh, Rosamund Pike performances that I absolutely love that aren't Gone Girl. Um, one is in the movie In Education, which I recently watched, which she plays some- a minor role or supporting role into where she's like kind of a ditz, like a rich ditz. But like her comedic timing is so brilliant in that movie. Um, And she has the best one-liners, like one of my favorites. I can't do it as well as her, but she's like, she goes like, somebody told me that in about 50 years, no one will speak Latin. Probably not even Latin people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she's just like, she has like line after line like that in that movie. And it is like such a delight. It's so amazing to watch. So, like, rewatching an education is like 10 out of 10. Um, mm-hmm. That's for Rising the pack. Um So, uh highly recommend that. Um, and the second one that I'll watch out is like a movie that isn't that popular. I don't know that many people have seen it um, called A Private War. With, uh,
0: yeah, yeah yeah i've seen her i love private work yeah oh
1: my god it is amazing she is so good in that and i'm pretty sure she got a golden globe nomination i
0: i thought she was gonna get an oscar nomination for that
1: um deservedly um yeah, and, uh so like everyone this is why like the golden globes are like annoying and like but occasionally they have like really good things um so like somebody like. Rosamund Pike getting a nomination for, honestly, like I care a lot and um uh, A Private War, it's like, good. It's like, that is the type of thing that's like, not gonna get an Oscar nomination, but I'm glad we're like recognizing, like there is like this really great performance. And A Private War is just like, <laughs> speaking of dark, <laughs> like it's like a war film like about um, Syria and um, the, Marie Colvin's life, the journalist um, who died, and so um, so it's about her, and she just like fully embodies this like character, and it's just like such a transformative um, role for her, and she's superb, fantastic, as is Jamie Dornan in that movie. (laughs) So he's he's really good in that movie, and like that's um, another reason why like it's like I know Jamie Dornan like has it in him like to be um, really good. Uh, so that's like a, a a good movie that's not as well seen, and just like shows the range of Rosamund Dyke.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also remember she's in, um, on her action side, she was in um, the Jack Reacher movie with Tom Cruise. Um, so she's like, she's like, she does the wide range of, I think she's got like a wide range of, um, a wide resume, and a, you know, a wide She's range a Bond girl. She is a bond girl yes oh my god so, i forgot yeah
1: yeah she's that's the second time her. you remember <laughs> her and uh and uh what's
0: her face um denise, oh my richards. God. denise richards yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so, wow yeah were, were um, they in the same movie
1: no um i think it was the one after each other because i think yeah
0: um, one was die another day yes yeah. tomorrow never dies well anyway two peers i get him. tomorrow
1: another dies and um uh the world is not enough mixed up. i'm pretty sure denise richards was the world is not enough
0: Oh okay, yeah. I, to okay. me, they're like the same. They're like same I know. I, I, know. I it's like "Die Another Day" is the one with, in the snow with the, like the laser, and like yeah. then there's the then there's Goldeneye, which is like the video game, and then there's those two. um so, like, That's kind of
1: how I associate them
0: too. It's <laughs> like they're all the same. <laughs> yeah. So I just remember seeing "Tomorrow Never Dies" when I was a kid, and like my dad like really didn't want me to see it. I was way too young to see. It. I was way too young to see any of those movies with Pierce Brosnan. Um which one was Jinx in? Which one was Halle Berry?
1: That was also Die Another Day. That was Die Another Day. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh the 90s. <laughs> so
1: That was 2002. Get my nerd glasses out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So- because oh, well, yeah. it was right after Halle Berry won the Oscar.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, everyone thought she'd, like, be, I watch an oh god! I watched an interview with Halle Berry about Dying of Day, and there was like she like, it's really fascinating. Oh my god! I I gotta send it to you. It's really fascinating to see. Um, she like says like, how like Dying of the Day like brought her like career down, but she really enjoyed doing it. And then like she did Catwoman. <laughs> she talks about Catwoman too. And like again like how she really enjoyed doing Catwoman, but like you know Hollywood didn't love it. So I gotta oh god! I gotta find the interview and send it to you. Um, so yeah. i miss i miss early 2000s terrible movies
1: well i i do kind of wonder if we're gonna get this i nostalgia like idea because like oh oh, it's coming oh it's for sure because like i we may be weaning off this like 90s nostalgia which like i can't come soon enough for me i love the 90s grew up in the 90s but like i'm so sick of 90s nostalgia and uh i've talked about this before <laughs> and um i think we might be kind of like tiptoeing into like the 2000s uh, nostalgia right now so i
0: mean britney spears she's exactly huge right now.
1: exactly exactly so um so we'll see that, that's just like how nostalgia works i think too. i i think there's like a cycle of like every it's like right. it's like
0: every 20 years or so it's like, yeah, yeah.
1: Same thing with like fat. Same I- ideas like fashion. The way that like fashion kind of cycles. So, yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I just really don't know like what fashion. Well, I guess you know, jeans. Of, yeah, yeah, that's what I think of like the jeans. <laughs>
1: um, bell bottoms were like big in the seventies and then like the nineties. <laughs> so, like stuff like that. It's it's not prescriptive like that. Like you don't know what's going to be big in twenty years, but. Yeah. like um, you don't know what you're gonna get nostalgic for. Yeah. When We're gonna
0: get nostalgia for nostalgia, like the bell. Bottoms, I know, like, I know, <laughs> like the bell bottoms and the. Oh my god! Okay, so anyway, um, just don't bring back. Just don't bring back Kelly Rowland texting on a Excel spreadsheet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, please do. Please, <laughs> please do. <laughs>
0: So when I think of, like, the early 2000s, I think of, like, I think of, like, that is, like, the first thing I've ever heard <laughs> texting on that Excel spreadsheet. I just, I love, I love whoever, like, caught that. Uh, thank you for bringing joy to my life.
1: So Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've dissected um, I care a lot enough, uh, unless you have anything else to say on it.
1: No, I care enough Uh, yeah like i I care somewhat i know um so even the like (laughs) strange relationship to this movie i wonder how i'll feel about this movie in like a couple months time
0: i think you'll forget about it (laughs) to be honest (laughs) i think you'll i think you'll uh when you have Roseman pike nostalgia you'll think of it but i think it's forgettable
1: yeah, but it's like entertaining too. So it's that's why it's like i I feel like I feel like it's a different movie than what I'm like treating it as. So Yeah. Like take it for I think you said so. It's like
0: Just take it for what it is.
1: Take it for what it is rather than like what I think
0: it's going mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a it's one of these like things like where you're gonna overthink, you're gonna think about it too much. You're gonna overthink, and then you just gotta stop yourself from from doing that. There are movies where that's acceptable, but this is like not one of them. <laughs> so, right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, in that's everything. Um, should we should we tease for next week?
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, let's do it. Um, do you want to?
0: I'm very excited for next week the yes. speaking I'm of
1: very... the globes and their relationship with certain movies and classifications of certain movies oh
0: yes yeah we're, yeah. we're definitely going to talk about that so um <laughs> if you haven't figured it out <laughs> next week we'll be discussing minari uh the new uh, which which you've seen already and i have not so i'll be seeing it hopefully soon um starring steven yen and it's about an immigrant family from, is it Korea? Yeah. That immigrates to, yes, that immigrates to America. um, And it's about the rural lifestyle of immigrants in America. So I am very much looking forward to it. It has been the talk of the Oscar circuits and Golden Globe circuit, Um, some good, some bad. Uh, So I am, I can't wait to see it. stars Steven Yen from The Walking Dead. Uh, and I'm excited to see him in a non-Walking Dead role. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh God, another show I've given up on. Um, all right, so that will be next week. So we'll be doing Minari. Um, yeah,
1: and you can watch it even... Um, if you go to like screeningroom.a24films.com, you can watch it even right now. But uh, it will also be available... Uh, on demand on um, wider um, on wider platforms.
0: Um, and uh,
1: yeah. Friday the twenty sixth.
0: Mm-hmm. And that I didn't know, which you told me about earlier. So I really appreciate your <laughs> insight knowledge on that. So uh, yeah, a twenty four screen rooms. We can uh, to-
1: Can I make another programming note real quick? Oh
0: yes, please, please, please. Uh,
1: so. Uh, a while back we also talked about the movie nomadland mm-hmm. we uh, saw um, we were lucky to see it like through um, festival screenings which so sort of, like we both had to get like advanced tickets for it too but now um since you already heard our episode on Nomadland uh now it is available to the wide audiences you can watch it on hulu so um we both like we both made our top 10 lists so you can watch Nomadland on Hulu starting now. So um, you can go watch it and re-listen to our episode.
0: Yes, I'm actually gonna, My I have a full-fledged plan to re-watch that this week, actually, because uh, with my, my new lens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my new appreciation for, for Nomadland, so. Um, all right, well, if there's nothing left from you, um, I think I'll take us out. Um, so that's a wrap from us, but we'd love to hear more from you. So let us know what you thought of the podcast and what you thought of I Care A Lot, now available on Netflix, um, if you had the chance to watch. So you can always reach us on Twitter at Repeat step Pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash stepandrepeatpod or send us an email at stepandrepeatpod at gmail.com. And you can always find more of our reviews on le- on the Letterboxd app. I am at mgrant1219 and Andrew is at a shine. And please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Those new reviews help us get new listeners. And if you give us a five-star review, we'll give you a 60-second review of any film of your choosing. Even the new Madame Curie movie (laughs) star. At anything. So, Until next time, thank you so much for listening. And I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered.